This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Episode 110 The Big Sur Murders Gorda Springs in Big Sur, California is known for its beautiful oceanside cottages with sweeping views and private patios. It is a true escape for anyone that loves beaches and watching the sunset as it falls over the ocean. However, despite its beautiful and relaxing nature, it is also the site of a horrific and mysterious death of two women in the fall of 2003. Join us as we discuss the events that took place there and attempt to make sense of what happened. Gorda Springs is nestled on the south coast of Big Sur, occupying a serene and lightly populated space. As a cherished family-owned and operated resort, it rests on Highway 1 along the captivating central coast. This region is renowned for its breathtaking rugged coastline and picturesque mountain vistas, where the Santa Lucia Mountains dramatically emerge from the Pacific Ocean. Stretching along the coast, this area boasts the longest and most enchanting undeveloped shoreline in the contiguous United States, celebrated as a national treasure. Its preservation demands exceptional measures to safeguard it from urbanization, making it one of the world's most extraordinary and stunning coastlines, a true mythic gem of an isolated road. It was a hot day in the fall of 2003 at the Gorda Springs Resort. It was checkout day, and most visitors had already left after their week's stay. Resort employee Leonardo Flores was tasked with checking on two guests that were staying there. As much as he was ready for them to leave, he found himself very anxious as he cautiously made his way to their cottage. The guests staying there had proven to be problematic since they had checked in at the beginning of the week, and there was still no sign of them. He was nervous and unsure of how they would react when he told them that they were being asked to leave. When the two women arrived on Monday, they paid for a full week's stay. At the time that they checked in, They also requested that the cottage next to them remain vacant for the duration of their time there. Their request was declined due to each of the rooms and cottages already being booked up for that week. 
At that time, the two women informed the staff that they would like to remain left alone and declined all housekeeping services for the week. The women agreed to sign a waiver forfeiting the option to provide negative feedback or leave a negative review after their time spent there. Despite the request to remain left alone, Leonardo Flores had decided to sneak into the room while the women were out for dinner. To his surprise, he found nothing out of the ordinary. The day after checking in, the guests staying in the cabin next to them informed the resort staff of an incident that had taken place in the girls' cabin the night before. It was said that a persistent and loud pounding noise could be heard throughout the night. The man that made the complaint stated that he proceeded to knock very loudly on the door of the cottage. It wasn't till 15 minutes of persistent knocking that one of them finally answered. The woman did not speak and instead looked at the man and proceeded to shut the door in his face. It was finally the day the two women were due to check out of their cottage. However, they had failed to do so. It wasn't out of the ordinary for guests to be running late when checking out. However, after an extended period of time, nothing had been heard from them. Flores couldn't shake the feeling that something was very off about the women as he made his way to the cottage that they had been staying in. Once he arrived, Flores took a deep breath and proceeded to knock on the door, lightly at first. When there was no reply, he decided to knock harder. However, there was still no answer. He looked around, attempting to check if he could see in through the windows. Unfortunately, all the shades had been drawn. Frustrated, he removed the key from his pocket and inserted it into the lock. The sound of the lock disengaging seemed so loud in that instant. After placing the key back into his pocket, the man opened the door and cautiously entered the cottage. He instantly felt sick to his stomach as he covered his mouth, attempting to hold back vomiting due to the sight before him. Moments later, Flores quickly ran out of the cottage, leaving the front door wide open in his wake as he sprinted back to the main desk to call the police. It wasn't long before several police officers arrived on the scene at the Gorda Springs Resort on the morning of October 7, 2003. The bodies of Abigail Tapia and Jacqueline Tovez were found lying next to each other on the bed of their cottage. Both of their faces were covered by black garbage bags. Their hands and legs were also bound together by rope. The investigators reported that there had been no obvious signs of injury or trauma found on either of the women's bodies. They were also found wearing only t-shirts and their underwear. After searching for any trace of weapon, none could be found. There was also no suicide note or anything of the like. Despite the state the women were left in, the most unsettling aspect of it all was the face coverings found on each of them. 
secured on top of the trash bag that covered the face of Jacqueline Tevez, was a grinning Japanese kabuki mask, decorated with black, red, and green patterns. Lying on a table next to the bed was an eye mask covered in feathers. The two items appeared to be very much out of place, given the rest of the scene. The room was mostly well kept. The door was locked and secured, and there were no signs of a break-in. Additionally, all of the women's belongings and valuables were still very much out and on display. It was determined that it didn't appear as though any form of robbery or burglary had taken place. After the scene had been photographed, the bodies were removed and taken by the coroner. It was determined that an autopsy would need to be performed to help provide more information for the investigation. Several days later, the coroner had little information to provide to the police. It was determined that the couple had died as a result of asphyxiation, most likely from the bags that had been taped over their heads. There was also evidence of alcohol and recreational drug use in both of their bloodstreams, but not enough to completely incapacitate or overdose either of the women. Other guests at the resort, along with the families of each of the victims, were interviewed. Unfortunately, no usable evidence was uncovered that could help with the investigation. The women had chosen to dine alone after purchasing each of their meals. No one had reported ever seeing them angry or upset. Additionally, the only time anyone had seen them was when they left their cottage to purchase food, or when returning. They never left otherwise. After that point, investigators went to the apartment where the two women had been living together. Placed upon the door to the entrance of the apartment, they found a third mask. The mask found was similar to the one found on Tevez. However, this one had the mouth turned upside down in the shape of a frown. Upon further investigation, the women were described as good tenants quiet, and always paid their rent on time. One of the neighbors stated that Abigail Tapia's sister had visited the apartment during the week. She had been asking around if anyone had seen them or knew of their whereabouts. It was clear that the women hadn't informed her, or anyone for that matter, of their trip. Inside of the apartment, officers found recent photos of a trip to Las Vegas to celebrate Tapia's birthday. However, further search of the area yielded no real information or further evidence. At this point, no break in the case had been made. It was later presented that the women had most likely died to a suicide pact. It was noted that the ropes that had been used to restrain the women were tighter on Tovez than on Tapia. It was hypothesized that Tapia had secured the bag on Tovez, asphyxiating her before doing the same thing to herself. Several letters, a mix of typed and handwritten, were found on the bedside in an envelope, addressed to the families of each of the two women. 
The contents of the letters weren't disclosed during the original investigation, other than to state that they were personal in nature, and explain that both of the women were clearly in a state of emotional turmoil. However, it is believed that the letters were not anything related to a suicide note. Evidence was presented to the court that Tapia had been in a significant amount of debt at the time of their trip to Gorda Springs. By the end of the investigation, the coroner agreed and signed off due to the evidence presented to him, and the case was closed as suicide. We are left with so many questions as to what really took place in the Gorda Springs Resort. Unfortunately, we will most likely never know. Many have theorized and proposed alternative explanations, but nothing concrete has came about, and the original ruling remains in place. The unfortunate events that took place there will serve as a constant reminder that despite how beautiful and peaceful the world can be, it is also dark and mysterious, and even harbors its own secrets. Welcome, campers, to Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. We're your hosts. I am Ryan. And I'm Jordan. Now the debrief. Now the debrief. Sorry for the delay there. I heard this weird, like, almost scream sound. Like, very, very quietly. Like... Oh, weird, dude. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, I know... Like a neighbor being murdered? (laughs) I hope not. Me too. It's like... pretty bad. It's like storming like crazy outside right now, too. Ah, yeah. So I I can hear, like, just the rain pouring and it keeps thundering and... But yeah, yeah, ever so often, out of this corner, I hear this just, like, very, like, high-pitched, but very, very quiet. Very quiet, almost like scream sound. And it might just be, like, maybe just the outside, maybe just, like, my air, I don't know, something... Like, maybe it's because huh. it's so, like, quiet in here and I'm just hearing the storm. I'm just like, uh... Could be. Yeah. I don't know. Well, welcome to, <laughs> to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the, the show is uh, called. The Big Sur Murders. Big um, Sur Murders, yeah. It's, the big, uh... The Big Sur Murders. The Big Sur Murders. Sir. Yes. <laughs> that one. I, I want to say up top, like, maybe there's some weirdness I'm unaware of, but yeah. right now I feel like you're gonna have to sell me pretty fucking hard you think if you want me to dry? think. If you want me to think it's anything other than a suicide pact, you're gonna have to sell no me way, pretty man. hard. It's. I thought yeah. you would be in the same boat. My, fir- I mean, my first inclination is like, yeah, it seems like a cut and dry suicide. I, I just don't. I I don't agree. I'm I'm eager to find out <laughs> for why. all the reasons I will be telling you, but I do not agree yeah. as of right now. My first question is: Were they a couple? Or were yeah. they roommates? Yeah, they were they were okay. a couple. Okay. Um yeah, they they lived together, they had their apartment together, you know. Okay. Um and everybody said like they were a very quiet couple, like they always seemed really happy, always, you know, always were together. Every time that they were seen, like neighbors said that they never had any problems with them. I mean Do you people know how old they were? <sighs> That's the one thing I don't have is their ages. Okay. Um but let's let's say thirties for the sake of it. Okay. Like Okay. I was picturing late twenties to late thirties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So roughly, you know, that that time period. Interesting. Um. Yeah. But uh, you know, again, every everybody said that they were all they were always very just, you know, very happy, very like just a normal normal couple. 
Yeah. That's what people always say, though. That's true. Nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, with any time you talk about suicide, also, it's always like, I had no idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's always the reaction. Listeners, check your fellow mates and see if they're okay. Yeah. Fucking. Always. And not just like, not, and not just like an obligatory, you know, checking in, but like, really like, talk to your friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, agreed. A lot of people, even if they're not okay, if you just text them and say, are you, how are you doing? Fine. They'll just, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Or like, really talk to them. Like, yeah, agree. your friends need you to be their friend. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Because again, you never but, know. You never know. Yeah. You never know what people deal with. Yeah. But absolutely. again, I don't think that's the case here. Okay. Um, I, you know, I honestly, it's hard to say, man, because like everything about this is, and this is what, this is what like really caught my eye and, and kind of got me hooked was everything about it just seems so strange. The fact that they, first of all, requested no other place around them have any, have anybody in it for the week. You know, they want it to be basically secluded and alone, which I thought seemed pretty rude at first and kind of like entitled right to even assume that was a request you could make but like if they were planning on killing themselves i mean yeah then it makes sense yeah yeah but again so there's that and then they request no housekeeping for the week right but even even the fact that you know regardless the one employee goes in the middle of the week just to check just to make sure because again he felt like there was something off about them um as they were out grabbing dinner you know, he like went in. Everything seemed completely fine and normal. Like you know, it, their room was yeah. was well kept, and you know, the whole time they were there, you know, it just looked like the normal people staying there. Didn't you mention that one of them, at least one of them, was in like crazy amount of debt? So that was that was found out after the fact. Um, yeah. You know, after people like after the investigation kind of really took hold, uh, you know, like went on and stuff. Of course, they were looking. They're they're grasping for straws. They found you out that so? like one of them was in debt. So yeah, it's like oh well, it makes sense. You know, they wanted to get out of debt. I mean, that's a major a major contributing factor to a lot of suicides is debt. Yeah, but I mean, the thing with debt is you can pay it off eventually. You right, can start to work you, on it a little bit at a time. You will get there. Like, yeah, it can be overwhelming though. It really can. Like, it can. I I I understand. Yeah. You know. I mean, all situations, all situations can be worked through, but some people, right? Some people feel get to a point where they feel like they can't ever get past it. So, well, that's the, where, the number know. that I found was roughly about sixty sixty thousand in debt. Yeah, that's not. I mean, like that's yeah, that that's a good amount, but that's not like sure. You know, to it's me, not. that's that's not worth ending your life over. Of course not. I would say no amount of money is. I but mean, yeah, like, obviously. Even know. as far as even as far as like, and maybe it's different now than it was twenty years ago. But like sixty sixty grand in debt doesn't seem like that much to me, right now. Yeah, I mean, Fuck, like that's like that's like six months rent. I was gonna say <laughs> those with, those of us with like car payments and. Student sure. loan payments and shit like that. That's easy. They, they're, you know, you can they're get 60 up to 60 right there. Right, yeah, very, very fast. Yeah. But again, even a little bit at a time, most places, especially, I mean, if you're so far behind, will work out something with you because they just want money, sure. man. You know, like that's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be willing to work out something. So like that to me, I felt like that was just a moot point. 
Okay. You know, I would I would consider it contributing yeah, evidence. I mean, but okay, because I mean, because it is it has been a motivation for suicide in the past well, of course. for people. You of know course. what I mean? So it, if I was yeah. investigating it and saw that, I would be like, well, there's one more reason that it may have happened. That's true. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. And then, I mean, of course, we have we have the obvious. There was no evidence of foul play, no mm-hmm. trace of any third party actually being involved. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, it was also clear after they've they went in and kind of looked into everything that both the women had some issues in their personal lives, okay. you know, that, you know, may may have been causing like some some downsides, some negativity right. some trouble in paradise whatever um you know so but man i don't know one thing one thing that's crazy and that i wish we knew was what was in the letters because there was sure. no actual quote-unquote suicide note found right just and an envelope with some letters to their family which is very vague it's very vague but it's also very sus as well like why would they have an envelope of letters to their family I mean, my response to that in my notes was, you don't have to say, I'm about to kill myself for it to be a suicide note. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. Like, (sighs) it's pretty normal to just write, like, you know, I've always appreciated you for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, things that you want to get off your chest before Mm. you go. See, those are are the areas that I will will say yes. I mean, it's, it's hard to dismiss and overlook that. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. so that's that's what, yeah. Like I, I can, I can understand thinking, okay, you know, it seems pretty, yeah, pretty straightforward. I did have a question before you move because I feel like you're about to move on to yeah. a counter argument. I assume this. I mean, this was a resort, a fairly fancy resort. Yeah, right? all of these, all of these cottages, according to their site, um, are according to everything I've read, are between two hundred to six hundred per night. Yeah. Okay, so and theirs I'm was assuming, roughly about two fifty per night. The one that they're staying in. Okay, I have to assume there is surveillance on the grounds. Obviously, not inside the cottages, but right there has to be surveillance of like the footpaths and all this between the cottages, right? I mean, you would think uh, this is. I mean, this is only two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. It's so not this, twenty. My question 20 years, is, yeah, what did the surveillance show that their their cottage just sat undisturbed all night? Well, like see, no one came or went. That's the thing, and and that to my to my understanding is the way that their cottage was in here. They didn't have the direct footpath on camera. Ugh. Of course not. So okay. right, which because that would wrap that that would wrap it up. Yeah, that right would, there that would to be know. easy. That would be easy. Yeah. Right. Because if they were investigating and they're like, I don't know if this is a suicide or a murder, and then they you know see the surveillance yeah. and no one walked there no one went in or out of the cottage mm-hmm. then yeah it's a suicide you know or you see somebody go in there and come up with you know with plastic bags in his hand and then he leaves right like yeah yeah so i mean i will say the method is weird it's very weird and that's what i want to get into there's so, also though sorry no go ahead go ahead there's also a sexual element to asphyxiation right well yeah there's you know Tons of people have accidentally killed themselves in like autoerotic asphyxiation, mm-hmm. right? But there, there's also like that's not just solo play. Like, of course, there's there's definitely an, an element that like this could have been like I don't. But then the letters. I'm, I was gonna say like 
this could have been like a like Accidental. a sex act gone wrong. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah, true. Um, but the letters makes it seem like they were planning on See, going out. The letters is the only thing to me that really like really Scream keeps suicide. it right, keeps it in, yeah. on that on that track. But the things to me that bother me are okay. the fact that and this has also been noted and even even by the police said that it would be very unlikely that Abigail uh, Tapia um so Ab- the Abigail would have been able to tie her hands and legs and tape a bag around her neck and just lay there peacefully. Sure. The, our bodies don't allow us to do that. Our brains don't allow us to do It's like you can't bite your finger and, yeah, yeah. and puncture the skin. Or you can't like, I mean, obviously, I mean, our, our bite is very powerful. You could bite off your own finger, but you can't. You're, you know, your brain yeah. won't allow you to do things like that. We always yeah. have That's some. That's one of the. That's one of the signs of mania, right? If you're able to inflict right. that kind of injury on yourself, then your yeah, your instincts have been overridden. Yeah, yeah. So and that was that was one of the uh, that was one of the main things that they that they question how the fact that it looked like both of these women had been laying there completely peacefully, no attempt to struggle. I mean, if if they're struggling for air, they're going to be gasping. Their body's going to be moving. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be brought sure. into that fight situation, right? Yeah. Where they're, yeah, I mean, they're going to be trying. There's going to be some form, some obvious sign of struggle. The same reason people have to weigh themselves down to drown themselves. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. Because otherwise their instincts are going to kick in and they're going to go for the surface. Yep. So, yeah. and that's that to me is one of the biggest things that stand out is the fact that if she did you know kill kill Jacqueline before herself mm-hmm. um Jacqueline first of all would have had she would have shown some signs of struggle in some way or form, form or another and then Abigail herself there's no way she would have just laid turned over and just let her you know like she wouldn't have just laid yeah, yeah. there it's impossible do you remember the knock the like pass out game when we were kids I don't think so did you ever do that where you like like crossed your arms and like yeah i think you like take a bunch of deep breaths and then it was like to make yourself pass out uh, i i never you'd get did like that. super no. you'd get super lightheaded and then pass out okay. super dangerous and so dumb i mean yeah that's like, really dumb yeah of course it is but it was like a viral it was like our 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 generation's version of the tide pods thing yeah you know like just a stupid if tiktok would have um, been a thing they would have it would have been all over yeah. tiktok i'm sure exactly but um i always remember some kids would go out like a light like so quick and then other people it would take like three or four minutes wow for it for it to work so like i'm wondering maybe she just passed out really fast maybe her plan was to asphyxiate herself and she passed out quick enough to where she just stopped struggling you know what i mean like if you you lose consciousness you're not gonna struggle i find that very far-fetched yeah yeah I don't, I don't know, like, even myself, I mean, I've, I've tried, of course, you know, you growing up, you try to, you, there's many times where I'm sure all of us have tried to hold our breath and see how long you can hold your breath. Yeah. And then you finally, like, you keep holding it, you keep holding it, and your body's, like, telling you to take a breath, yeah. take a breath, and, like, you're, like, you start to almost, like, shake from it, because your body yeah. is trying to get into that survival mode. I feel like that would have been the case here. There would have been some, some signs to show that. Like I a big feel, question is a big question is how are they tied? They're like, tied. Their they're arms? bound at their hands, at their their wrists, and they're bound in at front their of feet them? behind them. Behind them. Okay. Yeah. 
behind them. So Jack, mm. so Abigail would have had to have first of all put that bag around, like taped the bag around her her throat, and then bound her hands behind her back and bound her legs behind her back. Yeah, were they? So they weren't fully hogtied, like the hands and feet weren't connected. No. Right. Okay. No, they were separate. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, it wouldn't have been easy. It wouldn't have been easy. Exactly. I'm not gonna say a person wouldn't be capable of that, because yeah, who I, the fuck knows? But I mean, especially yeah, if, of course, you know, some people are really good at knots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've seen some, let's say, documentaries. <laughs> some people are very good at tying knots. Oh, I've. Right. I've seen some documentaries and right. things. Yeah. Some people are very good at it. So there's definitely, I will say there are people who could do this. I mean, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, especially like somebody that's very good at role play. Sure. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I know what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say that completely rules out the possibility that they did it themselves, <laughs> right. but it is. It does cut down the odds, I think. Yeah. Because not everyone would be capable of doing that, for sure. Now... But you're already, they, like, struggling to breathe. Unless, like, this this yep. girl is really good at holding her breath. She's been practicing. Maybe she's been working on this for, like, the last couple yeah. months. Finally or if it's a fairly it. big bag, that would give her time to work. You know what I mean? Not very long, though. Yeah. you Probably a couple minutes if it's a big enough bag. You think? I think so. Yeah. You could probably survive on like I mean if I'm if you're talking like like garbage bag size, like a kitchen trash can size, a thirteen gallon bag. I mean, if you tie that around, tape it around your neck. Yeah, you probably have a couple minutes to work before you, it runs out of air inside it, right? And I suppose, but I highly doubt it was a giant, fully inflated garbage yeah. bag. I mean, I don't know. I didn't hear any details about the bags. I, I, yeah, they they weren't provided like that, unfortunately. Yeah, that's <laughs> we gotta we gotta find out some more information. Right. Um, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to see how it could make sense. Right, because if it was like a head sized bag, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, yeah. you would run out of air very quickly. Right, very quickly. But if it was a big bag, then you'd have, I think you'd have a couple minutes. Yeah, but I mean, if it was like pulled over and like wrapped around and tied or something. Sure. You have next to nothing. Right, any decreased volume, right? You're mm-hmm. going to lose air. Yeah, that makes sense. I I just don't know. I don't know, man. There were also no signs of frictions or burns or anything on either of the women to show that they struggled. Like even like their body getting into that survival right. mode. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, it's just as if they had laid down and went to sleep. I have another question you probably don't have an answer for. Okay. What what kind of rope were they tied with? See, that's that's the thing. It was explained as white rope. that's a big rope. question too, right? Okay, so probably nylon. Like white yeah. nylon rope, right? You can assume. Yep. It's not like, it's not like barn rope. You know what I mean? I mean... Because like, even a little bit of struggling against like barn rope, you're going to have abrasions. Yeah, full blown abrasions on your skin, right? But yeah. like white nylon rope, you might have to do quite a bit of struggling before it left any permanent I mean, damage. If, if it's if it's wrapped around your wrists, if you even move them, you're gonna get something. It might maybe some sure. redness, like yeah, you know, something that's gonna show, like you know, that you were struggling, right? Yeah, but that's the other okay. thing is there were there was nothing, and, you know, yeah. they found nothing like that, like almost like they were tied post mortem, exactly. Which is what right. I think. Okay. So I think there's also were... stuff like 
There's probably things in the coroner's report that could tell you whether they were tied up post-mortem or not, too. Like, where the blood pooled around the rope. Or well, didn't. see, that was the thing. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't much in the coroner report. Like, he couldn't provide them a whole lot of information. He was basically guessing at that point and finally just agreed that it was most likely suicide because they couldn't determine anything else. Okay. So we can assume that a lot of those details that would point yes or no were inconclusive. Right. Exactly. Okay. So. And he specifically said, like, it's the circumstantial evidence is the reason that he went with I mean, suicide. Yeah, at least every everything I read that that was the that was basically the reasoning. Okay. Okay. Then yeah, I, I'd say we just from here assume that the coroner's report was unhelpful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Now this is where we start to get into some some theories. So like I said, I I personally I believe something happened and that they were placed there in such a way to make it look. I mean I don't know. Because the other thing is, one of the girls is also wearing this Japanese kabuki mask. Yeah. Uh, that's, Super weird. That's attached to her garbage face. <laughs> Hang on. Let me rephrase that. Please, just, just dismiss that. Um, I don't mean garbage face. If, if, that, if my laugh peaked there, I apologize, because you completely took me off guard. No, I did myself, too. I didn't, I, I didn't, I wasn't trying to word it like that, but it came out of garbage face. <laughs> you and your garbage face. <laughs> no, oh, her, her garbage bagged face, yep. but there's a mask that's placed on it. So, like, she's right. wearing this mask on the outer edge of the outside of her garbage bagged face. face. So, <laughs> it's... So the mask wasn't attached; it was just laying on top of her face. Over See, that the was my, that was my question. I couldn't find specifically if it was attached okay. because if she moved again at all, yeah, it would knock it off. Yeah, of course. So I would think if it but wasn't attached, think, then there's another yeah. really her body would have had to go into some survival mode of some sort. I think if it wasn't attached, then that would have been the main reason why they decided the. Forgive me, I forget their witch is witch. What are their names? Uh, Jacqueline Tovez. She was the one that was affix- asphyxiated first. Then okay, Abigail she's the one was with the, the mask. One. Right. Okay, so I think well, that's, that's why they at least assumed... that's what we think, because, right. Right. I think that's why they made that assumption, was because she was, you know, ostensibly, she, she set up Jacqueline... And then after she died or stopped struggling, she placed the mask on top of her face and then did herself. So right? this is the thing. Yeah. Yes, essentially. Because or that's the official theory, right? Right. That I mean that's yeah. what you could assume. Um and then laying on the table next to Jacqueline, or sorry, uh Abigail was like a feathered um like masquerade mask. Masquerade mask, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, a lot of this is screaming like sex play, isn't it? A Japanese a grinning Japanese kabuki mask is sex play. No, but the masquerade mask certainly is. The masquerade one, maybe, yeah. Right now, but, the kabuki theater mask is genuinely creepy. Very creepy. I, yeah. If if I mean, if you're if you haven't seen one, just Google it one really quick. They're yeah. genuinely creepy. And they they found a similar mask on their front door? On their front door of their apartment that was placed there while they were away. But, I mean, obviously, before they returned, because they never did. But Was it... I mean, did was it confirmed that it wasn't there when they left? 
Yeah. Like they yeah, didn't just hang it on the doorknob before they took off? So from my understanding, the sister, when she came looking for them, didn't even... It wasn't there at that point. It wasn't there until the police went to investigate that it was found after the fact. Now that's weird. Um, because That's the first thing I've heard that really points away from suicide. And then, this mask is the same kabuki mask, but more of a frowning, frowning sad face. Right? Yeah. Yeah. This is the See, way they describe that, it. That points to like... A killer, for sure. Right. Exactly. That's, that's weird. That's almost like a taunting the police type yeah, of deal. Exactly. That's you know? that's that was my thoughts as well. But they looked into it and inside of their apartment, nothing. Nothing out of the ordinary. Okay. You know, I mean, you know, which I would think like maybe somebody had went in and you know, but no. It's almost like as though someone was toying with them. Yeah. I mean if the killer is smart, he wouldn't go into the apartment at exactly. all ever. Yeah. Just hang the mask as a fuck you or yep. Uh, haha you'll never catch me type of deal yeah and walk away yeah that's weird that's that's the genuinely the first thing i've heard that points away from suicide so like definitively if it wasn't there when they left and it was there later after they were dead Mm -hmm. and it's so closely related to the scene that was created you know yeah yeah same same type of of mask yeah. Here's a question though: Was were details of the scene released in like coverage of what happened? I mean, from what I found, that was posted in like the Los Angeles uh, and uh, so there was the in LA CBS Times. News. They posted um, there, and this was posted on October 13th, so after the fact. Okay. Um, that uh, so their hands were bound with duct tape and one of the so duct tape is what they say in this one. Oh, okay and one of the black bags had a grinning halloween mask attached to it according to the the monterey county sheriff's department but it was a kabuki theater mask right is the way right. that they had described it yeah as being a japanese kabuki mask okay because i wondered if like if they released right away that were like there's a kabuki theater mask so on one of them then someone anybody could fuck with them this is it so it says on monday a frowning green and red mask hung on the door of the women's long beach apartment just blocks from the beach all the shades were drawn okay so this is on Mon- so this is after the fact they were found on friday mm-hmm. the following monday is when the mask was found on the okay. door and it wasn't there before and it wasn't there before right okay yeah that's fucking weird right that's genuinely weird Huh. Yeah, and, and neighbors, neighbors again to continue and say uh, that they appeared friendly and then always appeared inseparable. They said every time I saw one, I saw the other. Um, yeah, which is which is crazy. Signs of depression, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, which is which is yeah, very very weird. So again, that saying, I mean, after they were found on Friday, the you know the investigation went into place. And then, then that on Monday the mask Monday, appears. Right. Hmm. So Yeah, that's that's puzzling. Yeah. Now, there are some thoughts around this, and I'll skip uh skip around on some of the theories. Uh, and just okay. immediately skip into the one about the masks. So first yeah. of all, some people believe that the masks found at the hotel room and on the door of the apartment were because it was so close to Halloween. Okay. That's all there is to it. Just <laughs> that's that it? because it's October. There were reasons that there would be masks hanging on doorknobs. Yeah, I mean, you know, come on. Is that a tradition in California? Because it isn't in Indiana. No, I, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I mean, I think that's that's one of those like, oh, because it's October, they they would have had masks. Yep. 
Oh, yeah. What the fuck? That might be the least thought out uh, yeah, explanation I, I for something I've ever heard. That's so, weird. This is where I want to start getting into a little bit more of kind of what's going on in the area and what some people have kind of came forth and suggested. So, Can I ask you a question yeah, real quick yeah. before you get started? Sorry. Um, the loud noises, the pounding that the, we the don't next know what it was. cabin heard. There's, I mean, That's weird, though. Right? That is weird. Exactly. Like That was the very first night. Yeah. And they were seen several times after that. Okay. I mean, even, even the hotel or the resort employee had came there like three days into them staying there. And that's when he snuck in when they were out to eat. Yeah. yeah. Checked everything around. Was everything normal. was perfectly normal. Yeah. Maybe they just fucking went off that first night. Like, fuck yeah, first night of vacation and just like got wild. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's maybe they, that's why they were like, we're going to forego the room service. Like, we don't need the maid service. None of that. Just leave us alone. Like, we're going to go fucking nuts for a few hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what does that have to do with the rest of the time there, them being found dead? Nothing. I'm. Uh, nothing. I'm just saying, like that. That might explain. They were just having a the, good time that first night. No, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because that would be. A, I mean, that's a fairly normal thing a I couple mean, yeah. might do if they go on vacation, right? Like that first night, you're like, oh, alone, romantic location. Yep. Like you're excited. Just you're fucking bang yeah, on let's everything. Go for it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, pun intended. <laughs> right. <laughs> like in in both ways. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Like. Yeah. So I, I really don't think, I imagine that's fairly common in places like this. I mean, especially like, take into consideration or the idea that maybe the the couple staying in the next cottage were maybe an older couple. Sure. And they hear some loud noises, whatever. And exaggerated. Right. It's probably like 6 p.m. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's five in, five in the afternoon and they're just, yeah. oh, there's some loud noises. It's immoral to have sex during Matlock. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a chance of that. Uh, that uh, yeah. That the report was was exaggerated. Oh, I, I, I definitely think the report was completely exaggerated. But, they were probably just being loud. He probably They probably didn't hear him as they were not. He was knocking on the door, so he, yeah. like, bitched about it. Yeah. Embellished completely, like... Sure. Sure. Or they really were turning it up. You know what I mean? Or that. I and mean, why like, not? Either one is normal. Yeah. To I me. mean, they, they're paying like, for that room. Sure. For that whole cottage. Yeah. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. At that point, want. fucking go for it if you want. I, right? I agree. Like, yeah. So I'm I'm going to say the loud noises is not a particularly weird thing. No, I mean, really to me, that wasn't, I, I didn't, I didn't really find that overly weird either. You know? Yeah. Like, but it was, it was notable because, you know, it was reported to, to the resort. So. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, in situations like this, they look for, they collect any, oh, they're all, gonna, exactly. Right. Anything you know, out stories of the about ordinary what they did. or what could be perceived or deemed as out of the ordinary. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I also want to say real quick about Leonardo Flores, the guy who found the bodies. Yeah. Um, for future reference to all listeners, if you ever find a body, you should, at least close the door behind you. <laughs> right? Yeah. At least. If not, lock it back up. Yeah. Because, oh, exactly. like, to preserve the scene, I understand there's a, an element of panic going on when you're suddenly embroiled in a situation like that that you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. But, like, close the damn door. Yeah. He just like, immediately took something off. As small, and, yep. Something as small as leaving the door open could completely 
make the difference between a, a solvable case and an unsolvable case. Who's to like, say when real. he got back to that resort, if this had been a murder, somebody hadn't been nearby and came in and immediately yep. covered up anything or hiding. Or hiding in the room. Exactly. And then left cause when he left the door open. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, ew, yeah, man. Yeah. That's not true. To mention, like, not to mention random animals can yeah, get of in course. while the door's hanging open. You can even, like, a, a breeze could go in and, like, knock, you know, blow something off of the top of a dresser that would have been, you know, in plain sight. Or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you just always want to preserve a crime scene when you can yeah oh, for course. sure you want it to be as close to how it was when the event happened when the investigators arrive so close the door lock it and stay the fuck out of there exactly yeah all right okay so yeah let's hear some theories now all right so there's so apparently this big sur area is notorious for the importation of drugs by Latin American cartels due to it's very you know isolated area due to the you know yeah. I mean like yeah so uh, there's some people believe that the women may have became involved in drug trafficking yeah as a means of helping them to essentially relieve their debts okay and that maybe something happened maybe they didn't carry or mm. follow through. Yep. And then they were killed and made to look, you know, this scene, yeah. of course, set up, whatever. Um, but yeah. So a lot of people, a lot of people think that, you know, very well could just be that they, because of, you know, the one being 60 grand and dead in and, debt, you know, sure. this whole thing, using yeah. that as like a way to kind of explain this, which that's, that's a possibility. I mean, because like we mentioned before 60 grand doesn't seem like that much but 60 grand isn't that much when you owe it to visa the 60 grand is a completely other story if you owe it to a cartel yeah right you know what i mean yeah like that's a very different situation yeah um but my immediate reaction to that is that's not how cartels kill people they don't cover them up they make them a message yeah it's they i mean that's what Cartels are known for over-the-top killings. Like, they cut people's heads off and hang them, like, stick them on pikes in the room. Like, because when they, when someone crosses them, the idea is they want everyone to know. Right. This is what happens when you cross the cartel. You know what I mean? Like, so that's not, that's not really their style. That doesn't seem like a cartel killing to me. But it could have been... It could have been a, a random drug dealer, or it right. could have been a loan shark, or it could have been, you know what I mean? Someone someone untoward, but not necessarily of cartel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. And that's that's yeah. where the other, you know, they became, you know, they were just possibly unfortunate victims of some, you know, bad crime. Passerby. That, you know, went, uh, went wrong, right, you know, something. But again, nothing was stolen. Right, which, right? that doesn't make sense, exactly. I mean, could they have been victims of a serial killer we don't know about yet? Maybe. You know what I mean? That's true. California is the land of serial killers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> For real. Because um, it, it seems like, it also, with the vague sexual nature mm-hmm. of the crimes, you know, obviously... The binding, the face covers, the fact that they're found in t-shirts and panties. Right. Like, it's 
it is vaguely sexual. Yeah, it is right? for sure. The setting. So like that screams serial killer. If there's yeah. a sexual element to the crime, you know what I mean? I mean, so they could have just been randomly selected by a serial killer. I mean, and, yeah, they could have. That that that, yeah. that could be the whole thing right there, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. since uh, in the years that have happened that have passed since uh, you know since their unfortunate demise, I guess. Um, I like demise. That's a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Jacqueline, uh, Jacqueline's father, Francis Tovez. Uh, has came forward basically revealing that his daughter had struggled in the past with depression and okay. that on a previous occasion had overdosed trying to kill herself before. Okay. So there's that. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, I guess something to kind of support the the suicide yeah. idea. Um, but I also... Mean, that's something that's remarkably common. Right. And disgustingly common in the LGBT community, for sure. Especially in their in in the earlier parts of their life, when you know what I mean, like that that's very common. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna yeah, for I'm sure. not gonna sit here and pretend like I I know whether she struggled with she was someone who struggled with coming out or with her sexuality mm-hmm. or anything. But it is remarkably con- it's disgustingly common. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. It is for sure. Yeah. Um. So I mean that you know just a little bit more I guess. Like you said, kind of point in that direction. Yeah, yeah. Now, also in this area in Big Sur, since then there's been like a surge of of deaths as well. Uh, there were a cluster of suicides at I'm not sure if it's pronounced Carmel, like Carmel, Indiana, uh, but we're just gonna call it Carmel Middle School. It might be like Carmel or something. Sure. Um, Another one. But Caramel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's no A. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, but yeah, so there, you know, basically there was a cluster of suicides at Carmel Middle School. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also at a middle school at a middle school, yeah, like among the students. Yeah, Jesus Christ. There's also been numerous cases of visitors uh, in the area that have lost their lives on the Bixby Creek Bridge or okay. along uh, these like winding roads and stuff in the cliffside and oh, the yeah. coastal footpaths nearby, and. "Quote unquote tragic and mysterious circumstances." Okay, again, California is the land of serial killers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is it's, where I want to get into the weird. Yeah, let's let's do it, dude. <laughs> so we're like forty minutes in. Let's get some weird going. Some believe that. Okay, so just to give you a little a little background, for centuries there have been essentially shadowy spectral figures known as the Dark Watchers um, yeah. in this area. And they've been reported stalking groups of hikers and new visitors to the area. Um, and so some people believe that they were unfortunate victims of these dark watchers. Um, okay. Because people have reported basically being overcome by a sudden feeling of helplessness and despair. And it completely incapacitates them. Yeah. Um, and the apparently the sensation has come to be known as the terror. Nice. Which is pretty damn cool. I, the, honestly, the Dark Watchers is a subject that's been on the list to cover, ex- like, to yeah. cover individually since the beginning. I I love this story. Um, a lot of people, a, a lot of people have pointed toward a, a phenomenon called Brock Inspector. Yeah, which um, basically it happens when you're like perfectly aligned with the sun behind you and anything large, like 
to the point where sometimes it's cloud banks where you get you get to see your own shadow projected much farther than it normally would be projected right so like and it, there are pictures of it and it's fucking amazing yeah like a lot of people associate it with that especially because it's so common in these coastal areas where it's open ocean on mm-hmm. one side of you and massive mountains with cloud banks on the other side of you right so it sort of gives the sun the perfect opening behind you and this huge projector screen yeah. basically on the other side of you but like the dark watchers dude they've been written about forever like for a very long time they're um i think it's faulkner wrote in like it's part of his stories oh really nice. it's a big part of his stories like yeah and his it's something his mom told him about when he was young to like look out for them yeah to watch out and like so it just stuck with him and it became a big part of a lot of his books but well, like that got tied into this so yeah yeah i, I think uh there's a certain brand of fortean that like any they attach to a legend in an area and anything weird that happens in that area they're Could like yeah, be, it's that. right yeah yeah true yeah 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 but i i love the the dark watchers they're yeah. super cool so maybe you know maybe that's what it was sure there's also stories of a strange entity uh which can which is essentially confronted people at the nearby firmwood campground um and some surrounding areas as well He's described as basically being, or it is described as basically being a humanoid figure wearing a mask made of woven corn, uh, materializes from the trees during the nighttime hours, and it's believed that this apparition is related to the indigenous uh, Essence tribe uh, that uh, basically is still harboring feelings of anger and vengeance towards the settlers who caused uh, the demise of its people. So it's out for revenge, basically. Dude. And taking anybody, anybody in its path. That that image that you just painted in my mind instantly made me shiver. Yeah, with the woven <laughs> corn, woven corn mask. Yeah. Oh, that's. I instantly got a picture of you know those like super creepy um, turn of the century Halloween costumes that you see yeah. picture like little mm-hmm. kids with like those were, sacks those tied awesome. over their heads yeah, and shit. I love it. Yeah. That I got that kind of vibe from it. Maybe it's just, you know, growing up in Indiana. Yeah. But, like, the cornfields are a source of fear. Yeah, oh, yeah. I I, I will always, like, I mean, like, as a kid, children of the corn, I thought was genuinely yes. terrifying. Me too. Even though it's not, I mean, it's like, you know, one of the sure. cheesiest, cheesiest horror franchises in existence yeah. now. But as a kid, I was like, damn, like, it just I, reminded me of being home. Yeah, you know? I still consider it. It's a Midwest classic. Yeah, for sure. Children of the Corn. Because it, it genuinely is scary. Like, there's a reason that we have, and it's fucking coming. I'm psyched for fall. But, like, oh, same, man. haunted corn mazes. They're my are favorite. A thing here. Yeah. They are everywhere here. Because I love the corn them. is fucking scary, dude. Mm-hmm. And all of us grew up occasionally getting lost in cornfields. Yeah. Like, or even if it's just for a moment, being young and stupid and going out into a cornfield to try to get lost. Yep. Yeah. We yeah. Did that that all was. The time. Yeah. That was. That was dumb. Yeah. But Dude, you know, it. Yeah, the corn is scary. That's. I. I would love to look further into that legend because that's. Yeah, that one is actually really cool, and I. That's yeah, nightmare I would, I would fuel. Love to, I would love to find out more. 
Because, I mean, it's a humanoid yeah. figure that materializes from the trees. Yeah. Wearing this woven corn mask. This <laughs> is pretty cool. But, I mean, that's like, that's genuine nightmare fuel. Right. Which, again, it's, as you said, I mean, I feel like in, a, in an area that is you know has its own urban legends and things like that, people are always going to try and tie something weird like this. Yeah. The death of these two women found in such a weird situation yep. that's it's almost like hard to hard to kind of rationalize or fathom like how they could put them you know like right how they could put themselves there um, i i think i would buy this connection more if they were found with woven corn masks oh, lying that on would face have been awesome. instead of i know right or like maybe, where does the japanese element come in you know like those corn husk dolls that like they they yeah. make uh yeah Imagine yep. finding one of those beside next to like to each next to them or something. That would yeah, that would be mm. creepy, and that would Dude. put a lot more a lot more of, yeah. like yeah, it would make more sense for, for sure, for sure, for sure. But <sighs> that's I, a cool legend though. I'd never yeah. heard of that. Oh, same, same. Yeah, but like I felt like we needed to have the weird the weird ones in there too, just because yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, if not, then this would be boring. Yeah, I, I mean it's you know I'd, I mean it'd be. In the same the sense that it I would just be true crime, like we wouldn't have that kind of weird paranormal aspect or you know like yeah. that weird aspect to it. And I like when we can tie I that. I mean, in. Cal- yeah, for sure. California is filled with cool legends like that. Like, I mean, that's what happens when you have a state that is basically six states in one. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Like, they yeah, there's a lot going on out there. But yeah, I mean. Outside of that, there was there was a similar weird case in 2010 in London. Um, at the G, there was uh, an employee of the GCHQ, um, which I can't remember what it stands for, which isn't really. Um, it, it's just their, their government offices, whatever you know. Yeah. Um. So basically, there was an employee of the GCHQ that hadn't shown up for work a cup for a couple of days. Uh, his name, he was a 32 year old named Gareth Williams and you know, like nobody had seen or heard from him. Uh, some of his fellow employees started to kind of worry about him. You know, it was, it was unlike him to not show up for work. And so they, you know, they reached out to the local, uh, local police and requested just, a, a um, wellness check, a wellness check. Right. Exactly. Um, and he, uh, so they sent him to his apartment or his flat in, uh, Pimlico, this is the area that he lived in, uh, just to check on him and everything. Um, there was no answer or anything, so they, of course, used force to to you know get entry just to make sure. You know, of course. I mean, they're there for a wellness check, so yeah. They ended up finding the decomposing remains of the man in a large duffel bag, sitting in his bathtub. Um, That's fucking weird, right? So the bag was apparently secured with a padlock, and the fan the man was found completely naked inside of it. They again, I mean, immediately set a you know investigation into it. Uh, there was no uh, no evidence of a third party that could be located or determined. I mean, they there was no evidence of foul play. There was no criminal activity that had taken place. Um, nothing to suggest that anybody or anyone was there. Yeah. So some believe that the man had actually done it to himself. What? Okay. It's just. Hear hear me out. You know, regardless of, um, so 
the reason <laughs> the reason for this i don't know how this would happen because this is i'm so puzzled this is literally I'm, impossible yeah. he's inside of a duffel bag i mean it's a large duffel bag but, sure you know side, but it's padlocked on the outside yeah. so how like i mean unless he was able to like there's like enough gap between <laughs> yeah where Stick he could put his finger out. and then padlock <laughs> it like he had the padlock in there and he's like dang it you know like yeah whatever maybe 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 I, I don't I, I I just don't see that as possible. But even a fucking even a fucking magician needs an right, assistant. Exactly. Like, but it was argued that they they a lot of people thought that he did it to himself because they had found bondage porn on his computer on his internet history. Like, <laughs> well, that explains it. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? I, that was the reason, apparently, that, that yeah, which is so stupid. Uh, yeah. The, but again, it's I mean, very weird case. No signs of foul play. No signs of anyone being there. No break-in. Nothing was stolen. Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. But this man was found naked in a duffel bag, padlocked duffel bag in his bathtub. Okay, so if he was super into BDSM. Right. I would lean toward maybe he paid a sex worker. Yeah. To, to you know, that to would make more maybe sense. Maybe lock him in the duffel bag, right? Right. And then he's like, leave me in here. And she's like, fuck this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And cleans up after herself and leaves. Yeah. Right. That's, that makes more sense to me than he and padlocked himself into a duffel bag. Agreed. Agreed. It doesn't make any sense at all. But that's why this is so weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of the circumstances, you know, like the around everything uh-huh. was very similar to this. I mean, again, there was nothing that they could find and they investigated heavily into it. I mean, I will tell you in my own experience, in my own personal experience as a juvenile delinquent, I will tell you that it is not that difficult to go into someone's house and then make it look like no one ever went in that house. It's not that hard. I I don't see how it couldn't... I don't know. I don't see how it couldn't be. But yeah, it's it's pretty fucking simple. It's very easy to go into a house and don't touch anything. I mean... But I feel like there's there's got to be something, though. Like, Dude, but maybe not. I mean, there's that... Dan, it has to be blatant for them to pick it up. There's that Dane Cook skit from back in the day <laughs> about doing a B&E, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, yeah. and it's basically about like they go in and just like kick in the door and like move some things around yeah. and then every like the whole thing is for like cause the rift in the people's marriage and stuff just because yeah. they can never find out what they had taken and like you know but like I, I don't know you why know the, I think of that but it just I don't know for some yeah. reason like I think of like you know the uh, the part of that bit that always sticks with me is when they're about to kick the door in and the friend is like, hold on, I hear a car. And he's like, yeah, the world is full of them. <laughs> yeah. If you hear a fucking humpback whale, tell me about it. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> the world is full of them. He was so good back in the day. Like, Yeah, that, that first big special in the round oh, the, was... The dude. Vicious Circle or whatever it was called. Yes. Yeah. It'll always be a classic. So, so good. To this day, my wife and I quote the the line where he's coming home from cheating on his girlfriend and like he slides the key in the lock and the neighbor sticks their head out and goes hey shut that key up 
because <laughs> uh, everything just seems so loud yeah. when he's trying to sneak in. Yeah. That would have been hey, perfect placement at the part where he en- <laughs> enters the key in the story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it just, yeah. I don't know. This is a weird one to me. I like, like Yeah, I said, that one's weird too. Um, I, I definitely lean toward a sex worker for sure. For that one. Yeah. Doing that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If not, just someone pissed off at him. Yeah. And fucking killed him and stuffed him in a bag. And you know what I mean? <laughs> That's like, not funny. <laughs> it's uh, it's just well, so weird. It's it such is. a weird way to do it. Especially if you're not even going to hide the duffel bag. <laughs> you know what I Yeah, that's odd. It's a strange determinant. I, it makes me wonder if there are details of it that we are not privy oh, to. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. You know I mean, I, I, mean? Didn't, I didn't heavily investigate or look into it. I just... Yeah, because yeah, one might one might get the the feeling listening to this that like we think we're better investigators than professional investigators, but like we don't have all of the information that they have, right. obviously. So like a maybe lot of, there was a like lot of a, those, I you know again like this is a big ass padlock, sure, and he could put his whole fist through it like the opening, right? Between or there the was zipper. a hole in the side of the duffel bag, right? Yeah, or exactly. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it could have been a million things that mm-hmm. we don't know about that. Yeah, and I oftentimes I chalk it up to that when something doesn't make sense. I'm like, I probably don't have the whole picture. Yeah, I assume the professionals did a professional job. Yeah, but at the same time, I've researched a lot of true crime cases where the cops royally fuck it. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. That There's some of that very, too. Very much happens. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why web sleuths exist. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why there's yeah. Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But this uh, whole story, regardless of the the two women, I mean, it's it's very, it just again, I mean, it's hard for me to really just say, yeah, suicide. A lot of there's a lot of signs that point to that. Yeah, there. But are. I think that's just convenience. Okay. I personally, I think aside from the the mask if, on the door, if the mask on their door was genuinely not there before they left that's or when they that's left. what everything says and then, like i said in that report okay. it says that it was found on the monday after right they were found but had dead. they checked for it before that you know what i mean like was that just the first time the police showed up that's true to the house that's true or but it wasn't yeah. it was supposedly not there when her sister came looking for right. them while they were already gone right okay yeah i don't that's weird that's genuinely it weird it's weird that's the only thing that makes me question it because yeah. if not for that, I would just say this was definitely a suicide pact. And the woman was just really good, good with about ropes. holding her breath and keeping her body completely still. And <laughs> I mean, yeah, something like that. I don't know. I think this is genuinely a mystery. I, it is. It's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I get why the police landed where they landed. I mean, but there is some there is some weird shit here. Right. For sure. If you're just looking yeah. to end the case and just give a provide an answer, sure, sure. But I, just, I wonder I feel if like there's more. I I wonder going off of the you know serial killer angle. I wonder if there are similar scenes that have been found. You know what I mean? Even if it was like individuals instead of a couple, yeah. or like or the bag but not the mask, or you know strangled with the mask on top well maybe you know what i mean like because there are slow progressions with with these things mm -hmm. they don't necessarily have to be identical to be connected that's true that's true yeah Yeah, maybe we just uh, start working on putting the pieces together yeah look at uh 
creating a serial killer. Dude. Like from all these cases. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. I'll, but I do know after we finish this, I'm going to Google. <laughs> I'm going to get the Google out and start looking for weird shit in this area. <laughs> Because right. I mean, you never know, dude. That's, that's how that's what I'm some saying. of these things yeah, happen. Exactly, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We, we might have just created this serial killer that's yet to like emerge yeah, as such. Known. Right, exactly. Okay, I'm saying it right now. If this ends up being a serial killer, we get to name it. Yes, we definitely get to name it. I'm calling dibs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope it's not a serial killer. I mean, yeah, I'm putting that out there. Yeah. Of course. But if it is, I would not mind being the person who gets to name a serial killer. <laughs> I'm just saying. Excellent. Okay. This was really good, dude. I like this. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's definitely mysterious. And it was a cool excuse to talk about the Dark Watchers for like five right. minutes. Yeah. 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 There's awesome. Room for weird, room for everything in this one. Yeah. Plenty of seats around this campfire. Plenty. <laughs> you too could have a seat around this campfire by going to patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling where we provide weekly updates that we call the weekly camp out where you get to hear about our random lives and everything that we do outside of this show plus where we talk about the show and upcoming episodes do yourself a favor patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling it'll take you longer to type the url than it will to choose your your donation level but i believe in you exactly all right, I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Episode 110, The Big Sur Murders. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week. And it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you. So please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook at campfire T-O-T-S-A-U on Twitter. And you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at ReverbNation.com slash Reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the unknown.